No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where a mighty army of Moabites and Ammonites come against Judah. King Jehoshaphat prays, and God tells him that the battle belongs to the Lord. But his method of going into battle is most unusual. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 on Simply the Bible. What do you do when an unexpected crisis comes your way? Well, today we're going to see an example of one such impending disaster that came into the life of King Jehoshaphat in Judah. We continue today in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It happened after this that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Now Jehoshaphat had been involved in a great spiritual revival in the nation of Judah. He had been gathering all of the people to worship the Lord. He had been taking down the high places and the idols that the people Uh, had worshiped. And so he was standing on good ground here because he was trusting the Lord and he was obeying the Lord. And so when this crisis came, he was in the best possible situation to be able to respond effectively to it. Now, what did he do? Well, of course, he was at first afraid as he looked at this great multitude that was coming against them. Uh, But secondly, he sought the Lord and then proclaimed a national fast there in Judah and asked the Lord for help in this situation. This is what Jehoshaphat did. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might? so that no one is able to withstand you? You see, this is the key to effective prayer. If you're going to come and make a petition to God, you first need to know who it is you're talking to and realize his omnipotence. Your problem may be very big, like Jehoshaphat's was, but your God is bigger. And Jehoshaphat said, look, you are the one who made the heavens, you rule over them, uh, over the kingdoms of the earth, And there is nothing that you cannot do. In your hand is power and might, and no one can withstand you. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sore judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. 
So Jehoshaphat knew the history of Israel, the fact that God had chosen Abraham, his friend, and made him the one through whom the nations of the world would be blessed and made the covenant with Abraham and brought his descendants into the land of Canaan. And they built the sanctuary. And of course, when Solomon built the temple and dedicated it, he said, okay, Lord, so if we're in battle and we turn and pray in this place uh, to you that you would come and deliver us against the sword that comes against us. And uh, so God said that he would. He responded to Solomon's prayer and said, if you pray toward this place or from this place, then I will hear from heaven and I will come to your aid. And so Jehoshaphat was just saying, come here and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. So again, Jehoshaphat, knowing their history, knowing that when the children of Israel came into the land of Canaan, God said, now don't mess with Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, because the Ammonites and the Moabites, they were descendants of Lot, and the people of Mount Seir were descendants of Esau. God said, I've given the land over to them. So, so Jehoshaphat, in his prayer, said, that's what we did. And yet, they're returning our good with evil. So won't you judge them? Now, all Judah, with their little ones, their wives, and their children, stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, who was a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Now I love the fact that when God sends a prophet, God gives that prophet very specific instruction. It wasn't vague. The prophet said, look, this is how it's going to go down. This great multitude is going to come up by the ascent of Ziz and you'll find them at the end of the brook. You know, he gives them specific instructions of how the battle is going to occur and what they need to do in order to defeat them. But the main point was don't be afraid. It's so easy to be afraid at a crisis like that. And don't be dismayed. The Hebrew word, uh, can also be translated, don't be shattered. I think how often circumstances can just shatter us, discouraging us and leaving us with no hope. But he said, don't be that way because this isn't your battle, Jehoshaphat. This battle belongs to the Lord. We need to remember that whenever we face overwhelming circumstances, 
or an enemy that we don't know how to overcome. Look, if you're trusting the Lord, if you're walking with him, then the battle is the Lord's. And God's going to use it to glorify himself or maybe even to exalt you in the process. Just trust in him. Take confidence and courage for it is the Lord who fights for you. So the prophet said, this is what you need to do. Just simply position yourself and stand firm. And that's what we need to do. Positioning ourselves in the Lord, trusting in him with all of our hearts and standing firm in the faith. And then he said, you will see the salvation of the Lord. That's a beautiful thing. When you can just have confidence that the whole situation is in the Lord's hands, you're trusting in him, you're waiting upon him, and you will see the salvation of the Lord in its time. Then twice the prophet told them that God is with you. And that is the cure for all fear. You don't need to be afraid if you know the Lord is with you. And God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So if the Lord is with you, then who can be against you is the principle in the scripture. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. I mean, what can you do when you get news like that? You just spontaneously worship the Lord that God is looking after them and he's going to undertake for them. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. How sweet and strengthening are the words of faith and encouragement that a leader speaks to his people in the moment of crisis. Jehoshaphat's words are also for us today. Believe in the Lord and you will be established. Believe in his prophets or his apostles or his word and you will prosper. And if we take these words to heart, we also will be victorious over anything the devil or the world hurl at us. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. This is the only place I know of in scripture where they conducted warfare through worship. He sent the praise team in before the soldiers and as they worship, God defeated the enemy. What a wonderful concept of warfare through worship. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. So they started joining against the inhabitants of Mount Seir and killing them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, then they helped to destroy each other. So the Moabites and the Ammonites turned on each other and wiped themselves out. So when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were dead bodies fallen on the earth and no one had escaped. But the whole key here is that it was God that set ambushes against them. God caused them to turn on each other and destroy themselves. 
When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. Do you see what's going on here? Here is a huge problem that could have been absolutely disastrous. But as they took it to the Lord in prayer and trusted him, not only did God give them a victory and the Lord defeated their enemy, but they also got all of this spoil and were enriched as a result. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barakah, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place was called the valley of Barakah until this day. That means the valley of blessing. They blessed the Lord. I mean, what else could they do? It was God's battle. He did it. All they could do was give him thanks. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat in front of them to go back to Jerusalem with joy for the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. So they came to Jerusalem with stringed instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of the Lord. Just continuing the the praise rejoicing. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. They didn't want to mess with them. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God gave him rest all around. I hope you take encouragement from this. The battle belongs to the Lord. Look, a crisis may come your way. Don't panic. Just trust the Lord. Keep doing what you know is right. Give the situation over to him. You may not know what to do. Tell him that. And just say, we don't know what to do, but we're looking to you, Lord, and we're trusting for your deliverance. And you stand firm in the faith and watch the salvation of the Lord when it comes. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow, we will consider Jehoshaphat's final days and his bad business venture. We'll also see where his son walks in the ways of the wicked King Ahab. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.